Welcome to the Sturgeon Outdoor Podcast. It's time to sit back and enjoy. Taylor, here we are with another episode of Sturgeon Outdoors. We're back and healthier than ever. Yeah, that was the big thing. Uh, For those of you who looked at our Facebook page, you'll be aware that we did not have an episode come out when it was supposed to. So we're about a week behind. And that was due to COVID. COVID really hit us hard. Uh, First, I know it like took out my whole family. And then sure enough, the following week, Taylor, you got it too. How you feeling today, buddy? I'm feeling all right. I would say I'm at about 95%. Um, I don't, I had basically, if you have the list of symptoms, I had them all. I, oh no, I, I had them all between I, there's nights I couldn't sleep. There's about three or four nights I couldn't sleep with the headaches, body aches. Um, I walked up, I took a laundry basket down the stairs. I had to sit down for 15 minutes because I was exhausted. It was, it was, it was a laundry basket, dude. Like, and it it was (laughs) terrible, but once you get like over the little hump of the bad, um, the feeling bad and takes a night quill, day quill, basically cold medicine, you get better. Um, the only reason I'd say 95 is I'm still like little stuff up top, but I think that's just from a cold or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm healthy. Everything's good. Um, everybody in my house is getting better. So See, in my house, you take that laundry list and everyone got some symptom. Like for me, I was just tired. I was so tired. I went grocery shopping and I come home and I was like, I'm just ready to pass out on the couch. And, you know, my son, he was definitely, he was sick. So me and him ended up going, go get COVID tests. And sure enough, they came back positive. I was like, oh man. But lucky for me, I mean, it was mainly that whole just exhausted feeling. It would just, you couldn't do anything. Like you said, you know, just the slightest little thing and you're just done. That was it. But I'm glad to hear that you're doing a lot better. I'm doing a lot better. Uh, I think that we're finally over this whole COVID thing. So according to the CDC, I got the, the 90 days where I'll be fine, where I won't get COVID again. I so let's too. fingers crossed for that. Or I mean, unless you get another strain of it, which could definitely happen. I think I got like the Omicron s- stealth, the one like he'll sneak in with like sunglasses on and then he just attacks you. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know where i'd get it from you know what i, I mean know, i was trying I know, to figure that out. i know exactly i know exactly where i got it yeah 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 it was and it was nothing of our wrongdoing it wasn't it it shouldn't have happened but it did mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things like i said i know right where i got it because i got a text on because i saw this individual on tuesday and wednesday i got a text said hey my wife um, tested positive just so you know I'm like okay thanks for letting me know Thursday went to work by lunchtime Thursday lunchtime for me is 11 o'clock I was feeling like crap 
Ah. So, yep, Thursday I came home, was sick all night, woke up the next day, stayed home because I'm like, all right, I'm sick all night, I'm not going to work. Then Friday, Friday night took a test and boom, it was there. So I text, text this guy and said, hey, thanks. He's like, and he felt terrible. I'm like, I'm like, listen, it's fine. It's, it's all right. It. You, you, you can only control what you can control. So that's just it. I mean, for me, I actually took uh, two at-home tests, and they both came back negative. So I was, you know, I was like, all right, it's just some, you know, cold or something going on. And, you know, talking to the nurse when I ended up getting the actual COVID test, she's like, you know, they're great if they come back positive because, you know, you for sure got it. But as far as negative, you know, you still have to go get that PCR and actually confirmed that hey it's negative because they're not they're not so reliable or so they're not 100 test right. just because it says negative doesn't mean it's negative but if it is positive 100 percent you are positive <laughs> right so like i said i went and ended up getting tested and lo and behold i got it <laughs> Well, like you said, the best part about it is we're both healthy. Um, we'll start getting back more on track now, seeing, hey, at least it we got it in a time that it's cold out. Yeah, we didn't true. really miss much. We didn't do like we didn't, it's not in the middle of summer. We didn't miss yep. fun activities. Yep. And I don't I see I got I didn't know if you got fevers or anything, but the fevers were killing me. So if it was the middle of summer. And it's hot oh, as hell yeah. outside. Oh, that I would be, yeah. I'd be done for. So, you know, that's, it's fine. I, it's, it's not fine that I got it, but it, with the circumstances surrounding it, it's okay. So, see, I was lucky because the whole week that I was off, it was like a high of five degrees. So it wasn't even like I was going to be doing anything anyway. <laughs> yeah it was one right. of those i was just gonna stay at home you know go to work come home bundle up be like all right i'm staying staying inside staying so, inside staying away from the windows exactly so you're you're 100 right at least it was the right time to get it i mean i would love if this whole pandemic thing just kind of went away but who knows you know yeah. what i mean it it's it could just be here to stay. It's going to be one of those things you got to get vaccinated for. You got to get updated shots and everything. It's just yeah, another pain to deal with. But if that makes it more how life used to be, whatever you got to do. Yeah, at this point, I'm so over COVID, you know, yeah. you hear about it and I like, I got it and I really wasn't as bad. Like, I'm sure that there are people who get it and it's just, it wreaks havoc on their bodies. Yeah, but it does. You know, here I am where it's like, okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of it is depends on your underlying symptoms. You know, if you have asthma or something like that, for sure. Yeah, be cautious, do whatever you got to do. But I'm just ready to go back, I'm ready to go back to normal. I think these masks drive me nuts. I always forget it. And I have to go all the way back to my car to go grab it. <laughs> and it's, it's just, an, it, it's annoying. I mean, 
like I said, I'm ready to just bring it on home. It was a crazy two years, three years, two years, two years, two years, crazy two years now. And I think it's just time to just time to get back, get some normalcy back in our lives. If we could, I know it has more, um, more serious things like than like a cold or flu, but if we could treat it like that would be all right. So, yeah, you know, if it's just like, you know, you got to get your flu shot. I understand. No big deal. Or even like more serious stuff, you know, like you got to get your chicken pox shot. You got to get your vaccines, you know, keep them up to date, tetanus, all that kind of stuff. If it's something we can go back to like that, that's fine. Deal with that, you know, accordingly. But to sit here and just the the not knowing is what, what really gets you. What's the next strain going to be? What's the symptoms? What's what's the strength of this one? I know Delta was no joke. Omicron seems to be kind of a a milder version. You know, yeah. it's one of those, you never know what, what the next one's going to hold. And I think that's where a lot of the issues lie. I'm no medical expert, but uh, I'm just ready for it to be done. Right. But you know something? The one thing that's still going on um, in the world right now is the Olympics. COVID ah, did not yes, stop at the this Olympics. Year. Yes, the Olympics. It is, um, it's my favorite time of the year because um, you get all you get an Olympics as long as everything's okay every two years. Because mm-hmm. there's four years between them, four years between the <laughs> summer, four years between the winter, and then they alternate. So it's every two years. I love it. So this might be a little personal preference but I like the winter Olympics a bit more. I think that it's more entertaining to watch. I think that had the events, you know, you start talking some, some half pipe snowboarding and you start talking about some, some downhill skiing. I, I get excited, man. I, I don't know about you. I get excited. I'm like, yes, hockey. Yes. You know, you sit there and, I just, I find it a lot more interesting. I find it a lot more fun and enjoyable to watch. And so I'm excited. 2022 Beijing. Uh, but fun fact about Beijing 2022. Okay, Taylor, sit down for this one. Because all right, I'm you ready. might. It is the first Winter Olympics to be 100% artificial snow. I did hear that. I so I heard something along the lines of that that so with um I mean not going back to covid but covid played a role in not being able to get any practice runs on most on most of the downhill um what they're doing right now skiing um snowboarding all that. I think it's just skiing right now that's affecting. But since it's all artificial and they like, where's they going with that? Yeah, it's all artificial. So it's, it runs different than normal snow from what I'm told. So all this games is, is about adapting and your skill at adapting to what you haven't done anything with before. So, so let me tell you, I'm someone I've snowboarded and I've snowboarded the real snow, artificial snow. And 
the artificial snow 100 percent. if i say it has a different personality does that make any sense to you or no kind of i mean i can see i can see kind okay. of what you're saying i mean so snow, snow is different snow is different you're talking you know your powdered snow is one way and then you know if it freezes then you got the ice which is a completely different nasty personality to it or you can get you know the it's like hail where it's kind of like little uh little ice beads that kind of it acts like powder but it's a little more dense so it's a little bit more it has a whole different feel to it and then you get the artificial snow which is similar to powder but different at the same point and it's it's a different ball game when you i couldn't imagine a hundred percent artificial snow i've never done a hundred percent artificial i've done you know mixed with the actual snow it's right. kind of like a little base layer on top of it but to sit there on 100 artificial and then they have the groomers go down and i mean you're talking an olympic track here so it's not just some tiny hill that you're dealing with yeah these first of these all, hills are huge oh huge hills see who knows how much artificial snow they actually have to pump out to even get like a good base yeah and then to keep adding on top of that and then to make the moguls that they're going to have to go over and then to build like a half pipe that's a ton of artificial snow now the one good thing about beijing is it gets cold so it's not like they're trying to do this in 50 degree weather where you're right. going to get that whole sloppy slush at least it still gets cold. It just doesn't get a lot of snow in that area. So and I, that's and what's good about that is actually I saw something that over there and um the the what they say the Asian countries they're actually getting more and more into the snow sports. Mm -hmm. So so which is good because they're just going to keep using this. Not like other like you know Olympic venues. You can see the pictures of like them just degrading and stuff over the years. Sounds like this is actually going to keep getting used. So that's going to be huge. I mean, I'm sure as far as um, if they actually keep it up, you know, it being a huge tourist attraction. Oh, yeah. Because there are people who go around and they want to hit every cool little individual thing. Some that the Olympics was played on. I mean, that's that's interesting there. Right. I actually went on one of our local areas here has a... Um, it used to be a race track. So it has the good old starting line. It used to be a, a race practice track, I guess would be the best way to put it. And getting to go up and pretty much launch yourself out of, you know, the big wooden, um, wooden towers there is it's a completely different experience. And then just to bomb the hill and cruise down it, you really, you really pick up some speed. <laughs> like it's a, it's, it's fun. I had a great time doing it. I was always one of those guys who like to go, like to go fast. And that was nice, wide open. You just flew down the hill. Yeah, that's so what you brought up around like stuff around here. We actually have a number of um, Olympians competing that were actually born or had their hometown in New York. So oh, they know, really? they know if you knew that. So we have, I'm not going to go through them all, but we have a bobsledder, a luge, another luge, 
Um, another loot. Okay. Wow. A lot of illusion from New York. Um, we got some skiing. Oops. Men's snowboard cross. Then we have like five hockey players. So between men's and women's sports on all of them. So I, I didn't realize that New York was, you know, one of those, I mean, they may not live here anymore, but I didn't realize it was one of those places that we, we breed Olympians. <clears throat> well, the only thing I really have to say about that is growing up, I played hockey. And there's one thing, the hockey base around our area, like hockey fans, is huge. I mean, we're really close to Canada, where hockey is also huge. And, <clears throat> you know, growing up, there was a ton of us that played hockey. And we used to go, you know, pretty much all over Western New York here playing. And you got to think it's kind of like a local thing. You're not going to go down to Florida and have as big of, you know, a base. You have a little bit there, but you don't have as many people sitting there playing hockey. Or you don't have as many people there, you know, snowboarding because they just, they can't do it. There's just not that big of, there's not places to actually go. And, you know, a luge, I guess I've never even tried it. And I don't even know where around here to do it. I'm sure there are specialty areas. Yeah, we. Don't, I don't I think, think we have anywhere around here. I think there's um, a couple Olympic training um, places up. Um, we what's the place called up in upstate New York? Is that Lake Placid? Yeah, Lake Placid. I could see Lake Placid. Another. They might you know, have that kind of stuff up there. I I don't know though, but they might like. Lake Placid is another huge ski snowboard area too so i i you you said that growing up you played hockey and everything and i of course knowing you all these years i know you played hockey but a little fun fact for you um i believe i believe once you had a i think you had a birthday party at the ice arena yep is that yep. right all right so i it was around the same time as like olympics times was coming and so there's a, there's a speed skater. Um, what was his name? Apollo Ono. So I was getting ready for this, go to your birthday party. I told my mom, I'm like, listen, I'm about to skate fast. I'm going <laughs> to skate fast. She's like, Taylor, well, you know, it's not like roller skating, you know? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to skate fast. Okay. Get on the ice. No, nope. <laughs> uh, my hand is glued to that wall. And I believe your dad came over and said, Taylor, are you struggling? Yes. All right, come <laughs> out here with me. He brought me out to like, I, like the, one of the ends of the, of the rink where it like starts curving in, like where the goalie would be and all that. Yep. He brings me out there and leaves me. And I'm like, dude, what that are you doing? Like him too. <laughs> then, then he went around. Like, I still remember it to this day. I don't know why, but he, then he went around, came back. He's like, all right, you're still in the same spot. Yeah. He's like, well, have you fallen yet? No. I'm like, I'm doing good. I haven't fallen. He, he walks over, pushes me. I fall. Yeah, I'm like, sounds just like him. <laughs> I'm, like, what you, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'll help you up. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm on ice. And he's like, well, now you don't have to have a fear of falling. I'm like, 
I was never afraid to fall. <laughs> I just can't use these damn skates. <laughs> so, still, so also, I always wanted to play hockey and all that. I'm glad I didn't. I'm, I'm, I clearly can't ice skate. I can ice skate. I think the last time I did was freaking six or seven years ago. But I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can do okay now. I, I'm. It's not going to be the best, but it's it's going to be all right. Last time I was actually out, I played hockey on the lake probably about four or five years ago. And that's the last time I was out. But yeah, like there's, you got to think we're in an area where you can go out and do that. Yeah. Which I think plays a lot into why you get a lot of people in the Olympics from our area because they probably grew up doing that kind of stuff. You don't just, you know, you don't just fall into it at, you know, mid twenties, early thirties, where you're just like, Hey, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to, I'm going to go in the Olympics. A lot of these people have been doing it since they were kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or at least some variation of it. I will tell you though, I think the only sport, the only sport in the Olympics, I think you can get away with not doing it forever is curling. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's no skill in it, but I'm just saying I think that's going to be the easiest thing to pick up. Like curling. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I've actually never curled. We do have a curling league in our area, but um, I've never actually done it. So, talked about how I have experience with hockey and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: NHL hockey players are not going to be participating this year. No, they're not. Did you see that? I did. Now, they've been participating. I want to say they started, it was either 1996 or 1998 Olympics. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, realistically, I could Google it. Hang on one second. So the NHL, starting 1998, allowed their players to play in the Olympics. Okay. But because of Omicron, they're worried about people getting sick. So for the 2022, they will not be participating, which I think is a real downfall because they're definitely like the best in their sport. That's why they play professionally. So I think that I know the U.S., Canada is going to be hurting. Uh, You know, those two teams, Russia, probably Sweden, Russia. I'm going to say a lot. I would say all around, a lot of these teams are really going to be hurting because they don't have these, these players that they kind of rely on. They're actually right. the best in their, their sport, the best for their country. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Starting 1998, they, they're playing and they played all the way up until uh, they didn't play the 2018 Olympics. So We'll see what the future has to hold. I mean, hopefully they can get back in there. I know for players, I'm sure they're rather disappointed. They're not able to to play. But, hey, it is what it is, you know? You just got to kind of play by the rules. Exactly. I mean, mean, if anything, they get a nice – if they're not part of any any of the all-star activities, they have a nice little little break. So, if anything, it helps their bodies. They can rest a little bit more. So – I mean, you got that going for you. 
Yeah, that's true. They do got that going for them. So, it, so there's the whole Olympics. There's like, like 2,900 athletes, dude. All right. And then another thing that, that I don't know if you saw this, the Jamaican bobsled team qualified again for the Olympics. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for them. Uh, yes. Again, it is Good for them. It's, yes. It's, it's huge. So I, I happen to see that scroll on one of, one of the days. So, yeah. Like. So I was scrolling through and I came across this one event that I really, it sounded interesting and it was called skeleton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, first of all, how do you come up with a name like that? For those of you who don't know, pretty much you remember as a kid, you were, where you would grab your sled and you would run as fast as you can. You would jump down the hill to get speed and just cruise down. That's more or less what goes on here. You're going head first down this hill and you're just trying to go as fast as possible. So I made the mistake of Googling what is skeleton. And let me tell you, it shows a lot of the human body and not a lot of the sport. Well, I think I, I, <laughs> that, I was, think that, that was I bad think... wording on my part. <laughs> so if you're looking to actually look it up, I would say uh, try a different search than that because you will get the human body skeleton, not really the sport. But I did actually end up finding why they call it skeleton. And back in 1928, the original sleds they used look like a skeleton. So they would go down on this, this sled that looked like a skeleton. And that's, that's how it got its name. You know, I, I don't know if I could do that because I mean, you're going fastest. I mean, you're going fast down the, the ice and I mean, I know you can stop. I know you can bail out if needed, blah, 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 but good for them. I'll be good nervous for I them. Mean, they at least have a full face helmet on. So that's a plus, but even looking at this past, um, 2018 Olympics. Remember the huge crash that happened in the luge? Oh God. Have, I, like, yeah. I was thinking about that today. Four people and you have a much bigger sled and the sled actually kind of protects you a little bit, but you still, no, no that's cruising. Bob's that's Bobsled. That's not luge. Luge oh, is where luge you lay on your back and yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. single. Yeah. That's, that's where it. that guy, that's where that guy had the accident. Um, luge is on your back and Bobsled is the whole like, the whole uh, team. almost yeah, the whole the team. Four person team. The, yeah, I think I think it's actually two or four, depending. Oh, I okay. think. Yeah. But yeah, to go down, Junior, you're just cruising. You know, you're not going just like a tiny hill. You're going, you're going a long distance and it's steep, and you're just cruising as fast as you possibly can. I would be, I'd be nervous. It says says competitors usually speed from 70 to 90 miles an hour. Yeah. So you're going faster than uh, even you drive on you the highway. Bail out, like, even if you bail out on that, you're still, you're still you're going, sliding quite a bit. You, yeah. You're, you're going a distance. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's even skeleton is actually slower than luge too. Like oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's um, skeleton is usually about seventy one point nine miles an hour. Um, luge is about eighty one point three. So I mean, given the range, I mean you can go eighty to hundred miles an hour with luge. So that's nuts. Yeah, that's another one. That's another you can you can bail out all you want in case of an emergency, <laughs> but you're going right into the right into the fence. I'm sure. Yup. <laughs> no, that's so. Like, oh, they at the time of recording this, Olympics actually started yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. At the moment, USA has no medals. We have nothing. Uh, most people who've won have won two. Uh, Norway has two gold right now, um, which was in the mixed relay and the women's skyathlon. So, other than that, that that all right. What about predictions? What are you thinking? Are the events that uh, the U.S. is going to do well on men's half pipe? Always, I mean, always, I mean, you, always, always. Best thing about that, I mean, you have Sean White, who's I mean, who's a household name in most places. No, oh, most yeah. places cold. Sean Wade's a household name. This is actually his last competition ever. He's retiring after the Olympics. So, I mean, he's then, been at it for years. Oh God, yeah, dude, it's been. And the cool thing about him, I guess, is the fact that he's a not only a Winter Olympics guy, but he also does the skateboarding stuff in the the Summer Olympics. Right. So he's kind of he's a dual dual kind of uh athlete i guess would be the best term i think um yes i would say half pipe um i would also say hockey um I believe u.s always does well hockey. with hockey so like i said canada and russia also do well with the hockey so one of our teams actually just beat them oh really yeah i forgot i don't know if i can look yeah, we beat we beat Russia. The women's ice hockey beat Russia five nothing today. Oh, crushed them! Crushed them. And then you have Czech Republic won, and um, Japan beat Denmark as well. So, oh really? See, I, yeah. you wouldn't really think of Japan as like a hockey. No, but... no, not at all. Oh, we also in mixed curling we also beat China. So mixed oh, really? curling is um a male and a female so okay on the same team trying to see if we did anything else cool today yeah we're not even in top five for any of the other events so we have a lot to make (laughs) up or we have um or we have events that we're good at we haven't made it to like i said you have your all your half pipe you have all your snowboarding stuff here all that kind Just of stuff. Clear things up. We are recording February 5th as Saturday. So a little bit of controversy for you at the Olympics because it wouldn't be a nice um wouldn't be a wouldn't be a nice national thing if there was a controversy. So before you had the they called them the I believe the the quote unquote name was the anti-sex beds at the last Olympics which were, because they were just cardboard, they were sturdy cardboard with a mattress over, and they said, oh, if you get too many people on them, blah, 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 the beds will break. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. 
But now they're saying that teams who are quarantined because of getting COVID, they are, a lot of teams are raising, you know, concerns over it. A lot of food is inedible. There's no training equipment. They're like, it's just, let's see. It says this Russian athlete whose name is, yeah, I can't say that. She's a biathlon athlete. Um, I wish her the best in this Olympics after when she gets feeling better. She said breakfast, lunch, and dinner for five days already, which was a tray of food, including plain pasta and orange sauce and charred meat on a bone, a few potatoes and no greens. If you're an athlete, yes, you have COVID, but if you're an athlete, how is that making your body function? No, it's yeah. not enough calories. You got to eat it's, a lot, you know? Exactly. I mean, so we go back and talking about Sean White. I saw he, on um, one of his TikToks, they showed him going through all the, um, the food choices at the Olympics. And he's not quarantined or anything. So this is the main population there. You have any type of food you want. And it's not like this of what they're talking about. So, yeah, that's, um, oh yeah. I know it's all covered by the Olympic committee. Yes. But I'm curious as to how they actually handle it because certain countries don't have the same COVID protocols as say the U S does. I think to be in the Olympics, you had to go through, you have to test negative. You have to all that. So I think everything has to be a standard if you're in it. Okay. And if you don't agree with it, you're out. Like you have oh, to really? comply. So they're getting, yeah. they're getting strict about this whole well, COVID I, thing. I think they are just so everybody can stay safe. Like they don't care who you are. They don't care what you do in two weeks or 18 days, whatever. But like, don't, don't do that. Like, yeah. So like I said, that's... But, oh, at the end of the article or whatever, it says that spokesperson for the person said there was an improved meal delivered, including salmon, cucumber, sausage, and yogurt, and a stationary bike will be added soon. But why is that even a thing? I don't know why you're treating people differently. I don't know. You'd think that they would be like, all right, so you have COVID. But what you can do is you can still choose what you want to eat. Right. You, you still get- need to fuel your body because you are an athlete and nobody knows your body better than you do. Right. Like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't sound like it's enough. It sounds like it's just the bare minimum. You need, you need more. You need to really be effective and you really need to stand out and you really need to do more for for yourself at that point (laughs) i i think it's just going to set a precedent for the next games that oh oh crap we should have done more now people are mad and like because eventually you're going to have the next was it 2024 games uh, where i don't even know where they're going to be at but when they go there like they're already going to have that in their head like oh i don't know if you know if we want, you know, they're going to be in Paris. So an even, it's not a bigger city, but it's a closer city 
in it's the more popular. Is it popular? More popular? No, I don't. I don't think. Nah, so. I don't think anything there, can beat Be- China. Beijing is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can beat China, but yeah, like that's in 2024, and that's going to be the Summer Olympics. Yeah, people are going to remember this, and it's going to create something already. So, I just hope hope they learn because it's a whole learning process. But so. I actually heard something that was kind of odd about the Olympics. And so a lot of these people are athletes and a lot of them are sponsored, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are not allowed to show any of their personal sponsorships when at the Olympics. It can only be Olympic sponsored companies, mm-hmm. which I think also is ridiculous. Like these sponsors help these athletes become who they are and they help them get to where they're at. Like, I think at the very least, if they decide, Hey, I don't want to wear a Nike shirt. I want to wear an Under Armour shirt because they sponsor me. I think they should be allowed to do that. Well, I I completely agree with that. But once you sign up for the Olympics, basically, I don't know how to say it elsewhere, but you're their bitch for those 18 (laughs) days. You're their bitch. I mean, for the opening ceremonies, everybody was dressed uniform. They were all oh, wearing yeah. Ralph Lauren. Everything, everything was Ralph Lauren. Yeah, all their things. I I don't even know who makes their warm ups and all that, but I know it's all uniform. You sign up for it, so I I agree with yo. You can't wear your sponsorship, but I mean, at the same point. Those sponsors are who got you to where you're at. Like, you don't just walk up and become an Olympic athlete. You, there's so much more that goes behind it. You got to do training. It's not like back when the Olympics first started where professional athletes weren't even allowed to be in the games. Right. It was 100% amateur. Mm-hmm. It's Now it's you're talking about some real athletes and they have some real sponsors. And I think that's one of the big things that, you know, some of these companies are really missing out on all this time that they could have, you know, promoting these people. Hey, this is my person. We have a huge deal with them and they're doing fantastic at the games, you know, getting tons of TV time, getting, you know, seeing them up on the podium, well, I that think, kind of stuff. I, I think um, also what you're thinking of is that's a good thing. There's social media. Because mm-hmm. they can post all of that, like when um, when World's Strongest Man comes into town, not comes into town, what happens? Rogue posts all their athletes, always. Same for CrossFit mm-hmm. Games, whoever sponsored, like every person does that. So I mean, that's a good thing for um, like for them to have their own social media teams doing that. But once you get to the Olympics, I mean. You can't, can't really like do it. Can't choose. Yep. You sign that paper and that, that's it. That's like, it. That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I just find it one of those. I'm surprised these athletes aren't fighting it a little bit more. I mean, I know that there's a whole bunch of these athletes that are like, Hey, you know, there's something going on here. There's something wrong here. But like you said, there's nothing they can really do. So I guess it is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. 
yeah, you can't can't really do anything. Like I said, sign the paper. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to be in the Olympics, you got to do it. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, it, the only whole reason I guess it came up is thinking of, you know, all these controversies that happen with the Olympics. I think that's one of the big ones. Yeah. But, you know, if they can suck it up for 18 days, go back to training after, they'll be all right. Their money's already waiting. Mm-hmm. They already most of them already got their money because most of them can't well some of them work i know that but like your i know more or less your if you're like into weightlifting if you're into that you have to do that every day oh yeah you can't just and for like five hours at a time too so most people most of these people aren't even working yeah there are just some training people, there is actually a person that's from Cornell University taking a leave of absence to compete in the Olympics. I didn't catch what sport um, she's in, but yeah, she's taking a leave of absence. So, is it teacher or a no, uh, student? I think I think it's a it's a student, but I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Maybe figure skating. Maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, go Olympics, but it is what it is. And like I said, I can't wait to see, like I said, I get excited for the, for the winter Olympics. I think it's awesome to watch. I think it's fun. It's entertaining. Each event has its own little cool thing going on. You know, it's not just. I don't want to say that the Summer Olympics are boring, but it's more Summer Olympics is more team oriented for the most part. And there's yeah. more, it's more spread out. Winter yeah. Olympics, you can see some of the same things, but I mean, you have your marathons for summer, you have your marathons, your, your bike, your biking races, you have your running around the track, you have, so that's, I see where you're getting in. I completely agree for the most part, which until you get like into your weightlifting and throwing events, then that's different. But I guess because being a snowboarder, being a hockey player, it's more stuff I can relate to. Right. I think that's what it is. Well, we know you and I both know we weren't the runners of the school. So no, I wasn't, I was no track star. I was no, um, I did what throwing for one year in high school and you you were there was you, you, mediocre you, with it and, uh, you know it, you it you, wasn't so, one of those things so what happens you were one we you were probably one of the greatest athletes because you knew when to step away so no. shout out to you <laughs> i know i'm not good at this so i'm not going to continue <laughs> to fail at this <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was it i was I mean, no technique. I I forgot what it was because, you know, we got performance review at the end of, uh, in high school. Yeah. At the end of the track and field season. And as a thrower, I want to say the coach came up to me. He goes, you know, you just are a hundred percent brute force. You have no (laughs) technique whatsoever. And you still do like, Ah, middle of the pack you know you're not you know if you really want to contain it and do well you know you really got nailed down that technique but as far as you just 
just brute force. And I remember him saying that it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's not me. I can't keep trying to do this because I am not doing well. <laughs> well, what, what really sucks is, um, cause that, that coach would definitely tell you that, but with you being left-handed, he can't teach you. No, he can say, he can say, Hey, do this, but do it the opposite. And you're, but you, you need to see that. Like you need to yeah. see how to glide back when you're throwing shot, but how to turn doing disc. You can't just switch it up in the circle and say, all right, I'm going to throw lefty now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or for me, you know, being left-handed and trying to do it right-hand dominant, it's just not, not going to happen. No. You're not going to get those statistics. All I'm but, saying is if, if we were calling on people for the Olympics for the hockey, you, you'd probably be the first one called. So, I mean, let me tell you, I was a great defenseman on hockey, but I'm no Olympian. Like I said, they're probably calling on the beer league players right now. So, I mean, <laughs> no NHL people, they're calling on beer. They have to get hockey players from somewhere. Yeah, they're so. just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they probably they're just finding anyone at this point. Just sign the paper. That's fine. That's all good. Welcome but to I, USA. I, I gotta be home by. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll take care of it. But I'm gonna be late for. Uh, it's fine. Just just go. You're you're fine. I actually <laughs> saw the Team USA players play hockey one time. It was one of our local things. They actually came in. They played against Slovakia and they played against. Um, was that wasn't that the Junior Olympics? That was Junior Olympics. Yeah, part yeah. of the Junior Olympics. And I mean, these kids are like 15, 16 years old and already had um signings with NHL player with NHL teams. Yeah. yeah. And to watch them just to watch them play was incredible because they just you know, when you get to a professional level the game kind of changes, but to watch these kids play at a non-professional level, but play at that professional level, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of like strategy. It's a lot of, you know, just going for the puck and really nailing it home. You're not doing these fancy stuff. You're not trying to get the best statistics you're just trying to sit there and you're playing hockey like you're playing real hockey and i mean they crushed them this is probably yeah six five six years ago and yeah that sounds right they were just they crushed the teams coming in <laughs> like i want to say the usa team won and it was eight to like three or something like that Sounds Which, about right. if you know anything about hockey, eight points is huge. Yeah. That's not just some, like, little tiny victory. No, that's, like, you crushed them. You absolutely crushed them. <laughs> <laughs> like, they weren't sitting there, didn't have, like, the big bruiser fighter or anything like that. They were just out there to play hockey. Right. And it was great. I loved it. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And the fans you get – with something like that are just awesome, awesome people. Well, 
Nolan. It is um, it's about that time. So uh, we wrapping it up. We're Olympics wrapping it up. 2022. Like I said, we, uh, uh, by the time this actually airs, I mean, the Olympics will pretty much be close to over. It'll be, well, yeah. it'll be half. It should it'll be, be halfway. Half yeah. And, but I think all the main, there'll be a lot of, lot more, uh, clearly a lot more medals won, a lot more everything. But yeah, so we will go Team USA. Go Team go USA. All, go all the, and I guess if you're not USA and you're, you know, you're, I know, I know, I know someone that's going for Sweden, Canada, just because they're nice. And yeah, but anyway, um, like I say, always keep an eye out on our social medias. Um, we'll put a link in the bio of this episode. Um, we'll have a YouTube video coming out soon. More TikToks, more Instagram reels, everything you got. So, hey Taylor, yeah. why don't we give them a little little sneak peek of the YouTube video we're thinking about coming out with? It's a how-to video for snowboarding. It is how-to. Okay. A how-to video to first snowboarding really get you. I mean, season started. I mean, we're in February at this point. So it's one of those things you may be either A, prepping, or B, you're ready to go hit some slopes. This is going to be the video for you. Check it out. Probably coming out this week. By the time this actually airs, I would say this week would be yeah. a fair judgment. So be on the lookout. I mean, we're really excited, really getting some more stuff out. We're really pushing this YouTube channel. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh, definitely check our Facebook page for any sort of updates on anything that you're gonna you're gonna need throughout the week. Hit us up. Always looking to talk to someone interesting. If you feel like you got some interesting stuff to share, definitely hit us up. We'd love to have you on the show. Absolutely. You can be an expert about nothing, but be an expert about everything. So until next time, we will talk to you later. All right. Peace. All right. Stop. All right. Day on for a little. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. Keep up to date with us during the week and also between episodes by following our Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok page. We'll put a link in the description.